Greetings, fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension. This is the greatest show in the galaxy. I'm Mike, and she's Emma. And uh, since recently here in the UK, we've had the annual children need telethon. We figured we'd go through the history of uh, Doctor Who minisodes created for children need, as well as comic relief. Ah, <sighs> pickled in time, like gherkins in a jar, my friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, good god! It, what what a lottery! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I think we should pretty briefly explain. Obviously, I think most people will be familiar with the concept of a, a charity telethon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one, well, it's every year here in the UK. Um, it's generally sort of November time. Yep. We have it. Um, it's associated with it, the Pudsy, the uh, one-eyed bear, who's um, at this point milking that injury for a benefit check. <laughs> and we have one which is Comet Relief, which has uh, the Red Nose Day or Comet Relief. Uh, Red Nose Day celebration as well, which is for people. It's for people in the UK and abroad. So mostly mm-hmm. you probably remember the things of dealing with famines in Africa and things like that. So yeah. they sort of alternate every year, um, and generally, um, <laughs> it's it, they usually have sort of celebrities doing stupid stuff, and like the news readers do a song or a dance, which is usually excruciating. Mm-hmm. Um, but occasionally, <laughs> Doctor Who has been persuaded to take part in. Yeah. In these celebrations and their participation has varied in its, uh, yeah. its effectiveness and type over the years. Yeah, it's when the fancy takes them, really. Usually, as of as of the last few years, um, you generally it will be like a clip from uh, the upcoming series or mm. the Christmas special. You get a little snippet of that. Yeah. Uh, but some years they've had the time to actually do a little mini episode. Um, a varying candidacy, which I think we'll probably get into as we go along, mm-hmm. um, and varying results. Yeah, <laughs> as we will as we will talk about. Yeah. So here's a question for you, Emma. Do you okay. consider the Five Doctors to be a charity special? It was. I, I I think that it's sort of the same question as is this film a Christmas film mm. sort of thing. It's it's kind of taken it on its a life of its own. Um, yeah. Because it's quite long, yeah. Compared to other bits of the charity specials, generally mm. there's seven or eight minutes. This is considerably longer, and I think kind of no, actually. Mm. I, I don't. It's because it's a full length episode, and it's for me more about the anniversary of Doctor Who than it is about um, charity. Around. Yeah, yeah. It's canonical. It's considered part of the the series. Um, so no. Yeah, well, I I I always thought it it wasn't a charity special, and it was just having to be shown on Children Need Night. But the more I've tried to like dig into it, the more it seems like it was kind of made for Children Need. But it's, it's very sort of nebulous, I find. It's quite nebulous. I think I think that the fact, like I say, it's it's full length. Mm-hmm. It's part of the series. It's had its own DVD release, and on that DVD release, I mean, it's been a while since I watched it. Mm-hmm. It's it's not really sort of mentioned in co- in connection with children in need, really. No, it, it's kind of I think it's probably you know it's a bit of pinch of this and a pinch of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think your mileage will vary, but I think most Doctor the Doctor Who fan on the street, so to speak, mm-hmm. wouldn't associate this with the charity specials. I don't think. Mm. I mean, Five Doctors is its own sort of podcast in a, <laughs> by itself, so. <laughs> I mean, if we do the five doctors, I mean that's that's a whole different thing, and I think that maybe we ought to put that in its own kind of mm-hmm. 
its own kind of space. But I mean, there's so much to unpack in the Five Doctors. Yeah. It's demented, and <laughs> I mean, as well because it's because of its tone. I mean, because we've had multi-doctor episodes before, or mm-hmm. not before, but but this it's kind of it's more in the the, the comedy realm, some parts of it, and the sort of the parody realm yeah. than some of the other ones which are in the sh- in the series proper. So. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an argument to be made either way. <laughs> but, um, yes, Five Doctors will be its own show someday. Um, yeah, so, we have to begin on the 26th of November, 1993. <sighs> I don't want to talk about <laughs> Dimensions <laughs> in fucking time. Oh, mate. This is a disgrace. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, it, but mind you, it kind of... It's in the realm of kind of so bad, it's its kind of great. Uh, it's something, certainly. It, it, this is kind of Doctor Who's Plan 9 from Outer Space, almost. <laughs> it's kind of in that realm of bad. Yeah. And in that realm of people kind of love it because it's so bad. Um, I don't know if I love it. <laughs> no, I say people, not you. Oh, not us. right. <laughs> there's, there's certainly. I mean, if you want, if you, I mean, I've been in the company of a lot of somewhat three sheets to the wind Doctor Who fans. Stick this on, you will piss yourself. <laughs> it is ridiculous in every aspect. It's only eight minutes, but it feels like eight million years. Uh, yeah, but I've read some of like the second half of it. Had been cut down. Good. I think it was just because, <laughs> I, oh, well, because it was um, being shown. It wasn't actually uh, the first part was shown on Children in Need, wasn't it? And then the second part was was it the day after, or a couple of days after, I think. And on um, it was in Noel's house party, party as well, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think Did you watch this at the time because we would have been what ninety three, so we would have been like eleven. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 10. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched, watched it. it. Yeah, I had the Did glasses. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, it's not that 3D, really. No, it's not. I mean, because they did go through this thing of you'd have to go to, um, like, they do a thing of, like, you've got to go, go to Sainsbury's or this place and go and get your 3D glasses for Children in Need Night. Um, mm. You know, so then your mum would spend <laughs> hours tracing around shops as they've inevitably sold out at one of this place or the other. So, you you know, you sit there with your sort of crappy 3D glasses going, not really working, though, is it? <laughs> uh, but mind you, I kind of miss that 3D because it's the only 3D. It doesn't give me a headache. Mm. Um, the other thing, do you remember as well, they used to always do scratch and sniff? Yes. Which oh, was yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've always got like one or two whiffs out of it and then that was that's your lot. Yeah, but it'd always be the worst smells as well. There's yeah. Like, scratch this for, and now, oh, it's manure. Great. Mm, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> So you get a really chemical smell, which is probably, you know, I think there's some people with like, you know, yeah, sorry, sorry, as a result of sniffing these things twenty years ago. <laughs> yes, oh, body odoured, lovely. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, I'll you know, just say, thank God, scratch and sniff hasn't tried to make a return. You know, mind you, those, you know, there's another two weeks of 2016 yet. Yeah, I don't think it's finished with us. Mm. So, you know, the return of scratch and sniff. I think we'll put a tin out on it. Um, um, but dimensions in time. Anyway, sorry, yeah, I went down in this nostalgia hole. Um, but yeah, anyway, dimensions in time. Dimensions in time is Doctor Who understood by like a heavily concussed person. 
<laughs> I can only assume they talk to someone with some sort of brain injury, having seen a lot of Doctor Who in the wrong order. Um, well, it was written by John Nathan Turner and David Roden. So, uh... so as well, they're like, you know, oh, look, here's the camp button. Shall I mash it until it is depressed entirely and we can't do anything else with it? Yes, let's do that. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah. So they decided to mash it up with EastEnders. And yeah. Set it... I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to do this part because, you know, I've got the... <clears throat> it's set in 2013! <laughs> The far off year of 2013. Exotic space year 2013, where apparently Albert Square has a hover train. Yeah. And a bunch of people who played 10 years before this series go out. It's been silly, the series. No, a lot of the characters who appear in this are dead. Oh, such continuity problems. <laughs> uh, but no, it's like. I think, uh, from what I've read about Dimension Time, it was just a clusterfuck from beginning to end because of having various doctors and various companions they all complained about their screen time Mm. got their agents to complain about their screen time or lack thereof um and it just turned into a nightmare yeah yeah i mean i think even it's like sylvester mccoy showed up on the first day drunk (laughs) i was like a hangover (laughs) or something which i don't blame him I'm really funny. You surely read that script and just going to fuck it. I'm not even doing it for charity. It's beneath my dignity. Yeah. God. And the, the weird thing, it, it, now, maybe this is just me, but do you think Tom Baker looks older in this than he did in uh, Day of the Doctor? Yes, I think, I think he's just like, for some reason, he's just got some sort of affliction that, depending on how shit the script is, he looks worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it drains all the life out of him. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, can, I can we... Talk, I can ask me to, because I've seen this several times and I don't know what's going on to this day. Okay, so the Rani is captured the first and second Doctors. I got that part and then I got lost, so... Yeah, um, and then she's going to try and take over the universe by controlling all the minds. Um, and then she needs a human from Earth... So she sets up a trap to ensnare the Doctor, which happens to revolve around Albert Square. And then, like, the Doctor starts shifting between his regenerations, or... And then, um... Then a whole bunch of monsters show up. And then, like, they hit the shuffle button on the companions. And and then... And then he, he... gets to meet the brigadier, the sixth doctor gets to meet, meet the brigadier, and then they end up at the Greenwich Meridian, and then um, the doctor finds some things to flip the switches, and he does a psychic link with his previous incarnations, and then uh, uses a thing to send the Ronnie's TARDIS into her own trap, and then the end. Do you know what the worst part about this story is? All of it. It's how many... It, now, it's how many last appearances this is officially of Doctor Who actors. This is the last appearance of John Pertwee as the third Doctor. Mm-hmm. This is the third on-screen appearance of Colin Baker as the sixth Doctor. The last appearance of Caroline John, who passed away in 2012. It just makes that so much worse. Yeah. This is the last thing they did. Yeah. 
And it's just so weird because, I mean, especially when the like, start shuffling between the companions, like, Lala Ward's Romana ends up in a garage, but then she's not connected to anywhere else. She just completely disappears from the story altogether. It doesn't doesn't um, <coughs> Leela say I was Romana as well? And everyone's like, what? Yeah, and why is she dressed as a hippie? Why? But, you know, that's it. They all seem to have... You know, it's like Bizarro World that they've all sort of just turned up and completely forgotten what their characters do. Yeah. They've, they've gone, hang on a minute, why am I saying this? Oh, it's a charity special, who cares? Let's just do it. And, and they couldn't find a better costume for Liz Slayton than a Randy Pandy one from uh, Hand of Fear. Yeah, yeah, and promise as well, you've got all the monsters in it as well. Yeah, who don't do anything. Well, they're all schlepping around in the bright daylight at Albert Square, so those costumes look ropey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like like Fifi from Happiness Patrol just shows up on a fruit stand and like what the hell is this shit? It's just so it's just so confusing. It's we, just literally let's just throw every particle of Doctor Who shit we can at the screen and just hope it's fine. Yeah, and do you know what? Do you know what, something else? I, I honestly didn't realize that was Deborah Watling. No, <laughs> with their jumper, I, I honestly didn't recognize it. It's worth it for her going. Who is a terrible woman? woman. <laughs> I kind of almost want people to see this just to kind of share our pain. <laughs> I, you, you have to sort of like immerse yourself in the madness. We're not really making very much sense of it because there's not much sense to made of, to be made of it's it. Truly, it's truly this, like the this, Star Wars holiday special of Doctor Who things. Oh, that's a bit harsh of the holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> Look, is... Is Carrie Fisher high off her tits singing the Life Day song in this? No. no. But, you know, it's it's kind of, it's it, like I say, it's kind of so awful, it's kind of all, goes all the way around to great. I would say if you've got a few fans in and you've, <laughs> for me, if I had a few like, people who are new series fans and we'd had a couple of drinks, I'd be like, check this shit out. <laughs> that up. You will, you will laugh your ass off. But as like a, you know, as a, as a fandom in 1993... You know, mm-hmm. starved of who, still no idea what was happening with the series, really. And be like, here's some Doctor Who. Excitement, excitement, excitement. Turn it on and it's this. What the Never fuck is this in. shit? <laughs> it is. Oh, God. So, <laughs> somehow, after this nightmare, they let him have another try. <laughs> yeah, so we now jump forward to the 12th of March, 1999. Where, uh, for some bloke called Stephen Moffat... Yeah, you might have heard of him. Yeah. Writes this thing called The Curse of Fatal Death. Which I always thought was The Curse of the Fatal Death. But apparently not. But, I have to say, this is probably one of the best ones, certainly. Yeah, it's kind of great. I mean, this had a, a video release. Mm-hmm. This has been featured more than once on the cover of Doctor Who magazine. Yep. It's, I say, it's quite kind of long. It's like 22 minutes compared to everything else. Yep. Um, and it's properly acted by proper good actors. It's funny, but without being disrespectful to Doctor Who's legacy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just what you want from one of these charity specials in that basically rather than just do what they did for Dimension in Time where you have like... Tom Baker with je- jelly babies rotating around his disembodied head. You've got someone actually sat down, wrote this, 
made it snarky and funny and cast good people in it and it's kind of held in some esteem i mean it's it's obviously it's not canonical or anything like that but as a work of parody or kind of spoof you kind of don't get much better than this yeah i mean you've got like jonathan price camping the absolute shit up as the master i mean it's it's, oh my god i mean you've got rowan atkinson richard e grant jim broadband and hugh grant and joanna lumley as the doctor (laughs) I mean, but you, I mean, come for Rowan Atkinson, basically. Mm-hmm. He is just so effort. I mean, it, it basically, I think you could probably say this is kind of maybe just sort of a Blackadder performance kind of. It is a, it is a touch Blackadder. Space. Um, it's but, space. but you know what? Blackadder in space, fucking sign me up, mate. I'm all about it. Sure, why um, not? Yeah, why not? Um, you know, and I think as well, kind of. Under the radar, great performance by Julia Swallow as, as Emma, mm-hmm. and as well. And what's really unique about it is, when obviously they regenerate through all the different doctors, all the different doctors are kind of great in their own way. Yeah, they, they actually have their own sort of personalities. Yeah, they've actually really they, thought about it. Yeah, like um, Joanna Lumley's Doctor, mm-hmm. you would think would be basically Sapphire from Sapphire Still. Yeah. But she's like this ridiculous kind of posh jolly holly hockey sticks kind of um, public school girl thing, which is totally unexpected for what you would think Jan and Lally would do. And it, it, weirdly, you kind of almost wish that this had been the order. Yeah. Although apparently there was quite a few spots who wrote into the BBC saying, oh, they're trying to use up all the Doctor's regeneration so they can't bring it back. Oh, for God's sake. Get out of my face with that. <laughs> it's just dumb oh, you, you know it it's like oh look there's this sort of fun and interesting like little um thing they did for charity which is unreasonably well written let's complain about it mm-hmm. and and again sort of after the in the aftermath of 1993 and again i think it's significant that a lot of these doctors are kind of better than Paul McGann's Doctor of the TV movie. <laughs> oh, bless him. He really needs another go, I think, probably he on television. He did kind of get another go, but not well, a lot of go. No. No, he needs another proper go. I'd love to see, actually love to see him, like, partnered up with Peter Capaldi. Like, the Eighth Doctor has to be the Twelfth Doctor's companion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice, obviously, we've talked at length about the audio dramas and stuff, and he's mm-hmm. far better in audio dramas. But, yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, if if they want to do an off-season and they want to do a, a spin-off, I'd rather watch the, you know, eight-minute webisodes of Paul McGann having to go at it than bloody class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's funny when we think of, like, the non-canonical Doctors. Richard D. Grant's had two goes now. Yeah. And was great in both of his goes, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly like this version of his Doctor, who's just yeah. a complete raging narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> he, says, he says to, like, Emma, like, yeah, how could I forget the only companion I've ever had? And she says, we've had loads of companions. Said, no, the only companion I've ever had. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, um, I was going to say, it, it, the fact that it got a home video release and um, it's been it's been rebroadcast and it's on iTunes. Yeah. And, you know, it's um, 
I was gonna say maybe you know what's the most time for a laugh this for an intriguing glimpse of Doctor Who's that could have been mm-hmm. and actually a funny well written script yeah and it's also got like the prerequisite wibbly wobbly timey wimey of Stephen Moffat scripting. Of course, yeah. So I mean, an intriguing, uh, intriguing early glimpse into Moffat's train of thought when he came to Who. Hmm. So shall we move on? Because Let's now we head to the eighteenth of November two thousand five, and probably the most canonical of all the uh, charity specials, I guess. Hmm. The children need special. Apparently, it's also called Born Again. Yeah. I've never um, seen it written down as, but... I've never seen it, I've, oh, apart from, like, on the TARDIS wiki, mm. I've never heard it referred to as Born Again. It's either been Children in Need, and occasionally, I think, what uh, Russell T. Davis, like, jokingly suggested was the Pudsy Cutaway. To... Yeah, that's, yeah, Time Crash is Pudsy Cutaway, yeah. Yeah. This is interesting because it, it's, it actually bridges the gap between Parting of the Ways and Christmas Invasion. Yeah. And... It's it's kind of weird because it feels like it should have. It feels like it's been sort of cut out. Like this, this might have been the pre-title sequence for Christmas Invasion, mm. and they sort of just like cropped it out and just sort of plonked it in to the children in need special. So you've got like the tenth Doctor like discovering his new body, mm-hmm. you know, um, the slight readers in the dorsal tubercle and etc. And you've got the beginning of Rose's complete distrust of this man who suddenly appeared in place of her doctor. Mm-hmm. And and also explains why the TARDIS crashes at the beginning of the show. So it's like, it's it's kind of odd, but like I say, it's it's definitely the most, like, canonical. It is, yeah. I think there's probably, I think, uh, uh, probably a good, uh, a good shout for saying that... Um... You know, they had some bits left over and they just went, yeah, just sort of jam it all together and stick it. Yeah. <laughs> stick it in the thing. Um, but, um, yeah, it's it, it's kind of the thing of, like, this is actually, like, properly a, a bit of an episode that is kind of needed to understand what comes after it, mm. sort of thing. So, but mind you, if you miss this, you could you obviously live without it, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's quite intriguing that they actually went full tilt and said, yeah, this is going to be a proper piece of an episode mm-hmm. and it's going to be properly relevant to what you see coming up next. And this was our first regeneration post-show's return. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do wonder if part of it was sort of hammering in the idea of regeneration and sort of filling in those little gaps and questions that people might have had. Yeah, it's kind of... What's it? It's not net, certainly not required viewing, but it certainly does explain a lot of stuff in, like I say, in Christmas Invasion, because like all of the, it seems a bit, it always seemed a bit sudden to me that Rose sort of like immediately went, no, this is not my doctor. Like mm. you, you kind of like felt like she'd be a bit more sort of, well, it's not like more at ease with, but certainly more sort of like confused and bewildered rather mm. than just, just going straight to the nope. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think it's actually, you know, it's quite significant. And obviously it was quite significant for for the actual charity special because I think it was one of those ones of donate this much until, you know, we're not going to do it until this stuff is, you know, we get this much donated. So yeah. I'm sure if people were ringing in going, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of weird because, like, this got put onto the uh, DVD box set, I think, for Series 2, was it? 
Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. But they kind of sort of... Like, the one that was shown on television was a much more complete version. And mm. the, the one that's on the box set, and I think it's also the version they have on YouTube, is a lot more... A lot less complete. Like, it, mm. it seems to be, like, missing some, like, sound effects and things. And... Mm. Which is a bit sort of, like... Oh, okay. It was good. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. So... Do you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on, yeah. To the 16th of November 2007. To, once again written by Stephen Moffat, Time Crash. I kind of love Time Crash. I love Time Crash, it's brilliant. Um, it's great. It, I yeah, it's great. Because it, it has the one thing you must always have when you do a multi-doctor story, the doctor taking the piss out of himself. Absolutely, absolutely. Um... And you know, it's kind of genuinely affecting when he does. Oh, I, lo- I love being you. Mm-hmm. Part of the part of the show. Yeah. Um, now this was before David Tennant got married to Georgia Moffat, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did he know he was doing this with his <laughs> father-in-law to be? <laughs> so it actually makes it kind of like weird, even more weird. So somehow, just like, like it, you were. It my... reminds me. It kind of reminds me actually at a convention. I think it was quite recently. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, I think it was Peter Davison and uh, Colin Baker and Sylve on like stage doing a doing a, a panel, mm-hmm. and a question came up saying, "What's the what's the weirdest thing a fan's ever given you?" And someone shouted out from the audience, a grandchild! <laughs> I mean, it's entirely accurate. It's entirely accurate. <laughs> is this a bit like, um, oh, who was it who married, like, there was someone who married Lisa Marie, who married Lisa Marie Presley, and everyone was sort of a bit like, oh. well, obviously they just want to be close to the Elvis estate sort of thing. Was um, oh, gosh, I don't, I can't think of something in my head. No, anyway, leave that, park that for now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Time Crash is lovely. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's affectionate, it's funny, it's it's just perfect for for the feel of Children in Need as well, because obviously yeah. you're watching these things in between some pretty harrowing shit mm-hmm. of real stuff that people are going through. Yeah. And why you're ch- doing, donating and having a laugh. And it kind of mixes that kind of feel of fun and a bit of melancholy in with it as well. It's kind of perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's great when, like, the 10th Doctor mentions, like, the Nissa, Tegan, the Mara, Cybermen, Time Wars and Funny Hats. <laughs> it's it's so much fun. Yeah. And, it's... Uh, and according to Wikipedia, donations peaked during the episode's airing, which was, you know, perfect. Yeah, see, there you go. And really, I mean, it was perfectly timed as well because this was really at the height of Tenant Mania as well. Mm. So, you know, this was before Voyage of the Damned mm-hmm. rolled up on Christmas and got nearly, it got 13 million viewers. Yeah. Um, you know, so it couldn't have been better timed. So, you know, hats off to everyone who kind of came up with it and got it, got it to be so great. Mm-hmm. And big shout out to Peter Davison because he's just... Yeah. It's like, he, one of the great things about Peter Davison, especially when he does like big finish, it's like he never stepped away out, out of the role. It's like, yeah. it's like he's immediately there. Like yeah. sometimes when you get like actors back after a while, it's, they're kind of like not quite there. It's like near enough, but just a slightly off. But Peter Davison just nails it every time. Yeah. And as well, I think just sort of talking about a bit of behind the scenes way, mm-hmm. sort of them building these relationships with the old, uh, with the past crew and, you know, making it positive, I think, sort of 
because I think a lot of the the guys who did Doctor Who before, particularly the Doctors and some of the companions, mm-hmm. sort of felt a bit odd about who being back and they're suddenly being thrust back into the limelight mm-hmm. and you know being asked to do stuff. And I think that sort of gently bringing them in was a great move by the production team because yeah. I think they're all of them are much better disposed to the new series and the production crew mm-hmm. than maybe they had been if they were being shut out or ignored or. You know, they're being used in like a silly spoof, maybe like, you know, Dimensions in Time was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's because of, because of that, then you sort of end up with stuff like the Five-ish Doctors reboot. Yeah. Which was maybe the best thing about the 50th anniversary. Yeah. I mean, it was. But, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so then, the 13th of March 2009, we moved back to Red Nose Day. And we sort of, like, we jumped track slightly because this wasn't Doctor Who, necessarily, but it was Sarah Jane Adventures from Raksakura Kafalpatorius with Love. Yeah, kind of not good, this one, I didn't think. It's okay. It's all right. But, again, it's kind of depending on the idea that everyone who's watching Red Nose Day is as familiar with Sarah Jane Adventures as they are Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's sort of, like, new enough to get by. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, say it's it's five minutes long, mm-hmm. so I mean you have to sort of like give it a pass on that. But it's even sort of like very brief for that. Yeah, it's very brief, and Ronnie Corbett, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Bless up, um, is I feel like kind of not sure what he's doing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's it's he's slightly bemused throughout it all. I mean, he, is, yeah. he, he does get to do his little. If for those of you who haven't seen the two, he's he always has every episode like a monologue where he just sits in a chair and tells this sort of rambling story. And um, I mean, he doesn't even get to do that really. No, I mean, but you it, get a very get a very brief um, reference to the four candles sketch. Yeah, and which, then that's... You know, I think we might as well just be chiselled on his grave, you know, in its entirety. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, anyone who's not from the UK or young or anything like that, please do yourself a favour, watch that sketch. It is the funniest thing that's ever been put on celluloid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's okay. It's nothing. It's nothing special. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, and I think I think they did. They went with this because I think they couldn't do a Who one that mm-hmm. year, if, if memory serves. Uh, uh, that this probably would have been. Oh, it would have been round about maybe's when they were, would have they been at the point that were working on the specials. Yeah, I think than... so. Yeah, I think so. But this was kind of again when when Sarah Jane Adventures was at the height of its popularity, mm-hmm. um, and obviously was still on and being quite well received. Yeah, um, I maintain that at its best, Sarah Jane was some of the best who you will see. Mm. So I don't um, really blame them for going with Sarah and Jane. No, I don't. Um, as well, because obviously they've got all the sets. They've got the kids, got um, Liz Sladen, mm-hmm. um, stick a, a rando celebrity in it for, you know, sort of Giggles. crossover crossover lulls. And, yeah. Um, yeah, but again, it's kind of that lazy thing of, I'll just stick a celebrity in to this thing they're not normally in, kind mm-hmm. of formula that they have for the some of these charity specials, which, you know, kind of your mileage will vary with that. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. So, moving forward to the 18th of March 2011, sticking with Red Nose Day, we now have, with uh, Matt Smith, Karen Gillan and Arthur Darvill, Space and Time. 
actually, I kind of love Space and Time. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's really good. It's um, it's kind of, again, a bit like... Um, it's, it's a mini episode in not so many words, these mm-hmm. ones. I mean, they're three minutes each, and they are banging and out. Yeah. Um, but they, they pack enough in those three minutes that it kind of feels like a story that they couldn't make to 45, almost. Mm. That you, you feel like they're scenes that they wish they could have had in an episode, but they couldn't make them fit, or they didn't, they didn't sort of lead into anywhere else, so they just made them into... They sort of rescued them and put them into these... Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was going to say that's. This is that's. It has that feel. It certainly has that feel. It's got, you know, all the production values of, you know, series five Doctor Who, mm-hmm. series five, series six Doctor Who, and you know, you've got Smith, Gillen, and Darvel are just absolutely banging on all cylinders. You cannot, and especially the part where Karen Gillen's like flirting with herself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny. And then it's also going because then you've got Arthur Darvel just basically going, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this did catch a, it did catch some shit um, for being a bit sexist. This one, uh, I well, hmm. the humour is a bit carry on in places. It is. I mean, especially when the the jokes are revolving around Amy's skirt, but then you know she always sort of wears them, so it's I think it's more sort of poking fun at. Amy's choice of wardrobe than yeah. it is about being sexy because you know there's the um the part where you know Rory's trying to help the doctor work on the TARDIS he drops the thermocouplings and you know Amy said you know Amy apologizes and the doctor asks why so it's like my skirt and your glass floor <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I mean there is a bit I think that you know I think there's a bit OTT to say it was sexist um, for me, it was just a bit of, you know, sort of slide whistle kind of, humor, yeah. but, you know, but yeah, I think uh, that's just Moffat, unfortunately, he's going to do stuff mm. like that. And I, I quite rightly, I think there's some people who, you know, don't care for that. But I think in a, in the context of just kind of like, again, a charity special. Yeah. Bit of fun. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's also, you know, you can tell it's like a charity special because of like how it just gets resolved, which is basically it's kind of like a small runaround mm. <laughs> you know you have to like enter the TARDIS that's appeared inside the TARDIS and then you have to flip a lever and then boom it's all sorted <laughs> yeah I mean um, as they quite rightly point out here on the Wikipedia article it's quite similar to the Red Dwarf episode Future Echoes that's very true actually <laughs> <laughs> but you know in six minutes yeah it, it's six minutes you know you're not gonna like it can't really dive too deeply into temporal paradoxes and all that you know i must say sort of the the post 2005 specials sort of looking at it as, as a whole mm-hmm. they're remarkable i don't know if this is sort of an ability or you know it's exploiting it uh, when those characters and that doctor is sort of at the most popular mm-hmm. because of putty cutaway was when david tennant was the biggest star on planet earth yeah um, this space and time was in between uh, Christmas Carol and Impossible Astronaut, mm-hmm. and really the Eleventh Doctor Amy Rory combo was kind of never more popular than they were here. Mm-hmm. The power trio, yeah. The power, you know, the the power of three, so to speak. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just because they, you know, obviously recognise that Doctor Who's a big thing, so let's put it in the charity marathon this year. Mm. But always seem to hit right on that sweet spot of when they're out of control popular and not when they're kind of on the decline phase where people are getting sick of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, they do. So they do. It's very good timing on their mm. part. So I think that's 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 probably why like a lot of these latter day charity specials work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the following year, the sixteenth of November, twenty twelve, you have the Great Detective, which is probably one of the darkest. Yeah. Charity specials because this is the prequel to the Snowmen. Um, yeah. So you've got basically Amy and Rory are dead. And <laughs> they are dead. And um, the 11th Doctor, as we see in The Snowman, is effectively retired. He's too, like, lost in his own mourning to actually do anything about anything. And basically, the great detective is Madame Vastra, Jenny, and Strax trying to come up with different ways to get him back into the saddle. Mm. And they fail miserably. I mean, obviously, you've got Dan Starkey's Strax, so he's great. Yeah. Um, but it, it's palpable, like, the the level of sort of almost desperation that Vastra mm. and Jenny are in, just, like, trying to get him to do something. Just something, anything. Just, like, get out of the TARDIS once in a while. Yeah, they're just trying to get him out of the house, aren't they, really? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I honestly, like, I, you know, I haven't watched Snowman in a long time, but no. as you forget, like, just how sort of, like, brooding matt smith mm. it's kind of i mean as well because this is sort of in november and coming up to the christmas so this is kind of like when mad world went to number one at mm. christmas yeah you know it's kind of <laughs> you know, I, this is, again it's sort of eastenders always having an absolute apocalyptically miserable <laughs> christmas episode it's kind of in that yeah world, isn't it? it is but again it was sort of a thing of like oh let's do a charity special oh we haven't got time to do anything different oh I'll just do a just do a prequel with the um, with the extras, or you know, with the other characters, and you know, we'll just tack it onto the front of the snowmen, and they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But like I say, it's it's very it's very tonally dark, dark. It's 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 kind of really out of place for children in need, actually. Kind of is actually, <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we're watching this to get to a bit of right relief in between the children with cancer videos. You know, to bring you down the <laughs> doctor. <laughs> like oh god you know um and then the, that's kind of it really yeah it is <laughs> yeah i mean they did um like this year they did have the looking for pudsy bit which had peter capaldi in it for a couple of minutes which was nice yeah and you know the you know mary berry and um you know mel and sue and all that and that was nice but really sort of as of late they haven't. They've just been like previews of mm. stuff. So I don't know whether it's just like, you know, the Doctor Who production team haven't been approached, or they weren't able to do something. Or I think they... it's probably a bit of six of one and half a dozen of the other. And I mm-hmm. think as well, I think with with the current regime winding down, mm-hmm. there's kind of probably not a lot of will to sort of give up time and production time to be doing this mm. because i think as well this production cycle they've been struggling to fit everything in hence yeah. why we've had an off year this year yeah so i think trying to sort of drag everything together and write and produce a another eight or nine minute little mini sode i just think it was kind of i don't know i think there probably wasn't quite the quite the will to do it this time mm. Which is a shame because, like I said, the last few have been like really good. I mean, I'd love to actually see Peter Capaldi do a proper charity thing. Yeah, I would. I think it would be really fun. And as well, we've got a new companion coming up. 
mm-hmm. you know let's you know let's uh, let's see him in action a little bit but i mean again it's that thing of ooh marketing do we want the first view of the companion and this doctor's dynamic on the on a charity special mm. that's true um but you know the one thing we haven't mentioned and i think we'll probably just mention it briefly and leave it at that doctor in distress fuck that <laughs> oh dear god right so do you... a terrible song oh god right this is the true story just a quick sidebar when me and chuck were first dating oh dear chuck had a, the car we had it was it had like a tape deck still didn't even have a cd player yeah. and chuck had a, a, a like a, a, a tape of terrible songs that one of our mates <laughs> had made him and we stuck it on and obviously doctor in distress was was in it mm-hmm. and also <laughs> Sue Pollard's cover of the Beatles back in the USSR. What? Yeah, Sue Pollard did a cover of the Beatles back in the USSR. What? And it's on this tape. Oh my freaking god! And it was only just worse. Oh <laughs> Jesus! It's yeah. really appalling. And yeah, but I mean, like I so say, you haven't been going out for very long, and your boyfriend's playing this in the car. That's. That's jump out of the car in the motorway territory. That is bad stuff. And you're still married him, I salute you. Oh, I'm institutionalised, mate, that's all I can say. Yeah. But it's the best thing was then saying to my dad, Dad, did you know that Sue Pollard did a cover of the Beatles USSR? Because um, my dad's a huge Beatles fan. He just looked at me like ashen face, like, no. <laughs> and I feel like he sort of scurried off to listen to it and we've never spoken of it again. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Scenes from a relationship with Eva Foster. There you yeah, go. well, I mean, the one good thing that came out of Doctor in Distress is the National Society of Cancer Research benefited from all profits of the record sales, which I can't imagine was much, but still. <laughs> but anyway, look, these things do good. You know, the Ice Bucket Challenge mm-hmm. actually helped develop gene therapy for ALS. Yeah. So all these things are good. Yes, apart from Nicola Bryan singing. But then again... Uh, no, there, there are some there are some worse offenders on that track than Nicola um, Bryant. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> anyway, on that bombshell. <laughs> Christ. Anyway, um, I, that's kind of our show, really, because there's not much to talk about, and they did have like bits and pieces in between, but we figured we really like concentrate on the actual Doctor Who stuff, apart from the. Like, you know, not just like the odd, the odd auction. I mean, yes, we did have like the um, Doctor Who a celebration in two thousand six, which was grand. I did like yeah. that. Um, yeah. But that's kind of it, really. So, <laughs> I, I would say if you're outside of the UK and you've never seen these bits, they're all on YouTube. They're all on YouTube. Obviously, if you've got the later series DVDs, some of those bits will be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take them with a big old pinch of salt. But you know, I think they're worth looking at. Just as a just for pure curiosity value, yeah. Or you know, just for if you're an anglophile, you know, an insight into our culture, which you know, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And especially if you, especially if you watch Dimensions in Time, so you can go, what the fuck is this uh, shit? There's literally not enough time in this show or, or go... the rest of the day to fully try and explain everything that's happening in there. Yeah, I, I can't imagine why Simon Atlan didn't want to join us for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, my friend. <laughs> anyway, um, if you have any opinions on the charity specials, you can send us the, them to us at uh, greatershow at simplysyndicated.com. We have our Twitter page at Greatest Show Podcast and our Facebook page at uh, Greatest Show Podcast on Facebook. 
Oh, yeah, Dimensions of Time has corrupted my brain. Yeah, sorry, Dimensions of Time has corrupted my brain. I can't speak. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> The Book of Face. Anyway, um, while you're on Simply Syndicated, do check out all the other great shows, including the new shows, uh, Bat Channel 66. And uh, Queer Studies is uh, another great show on the network, as, as long as... As long, fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, right, I'm going to try this again. Start from scratch. So if you have any thoughts on the charity specials, you can send them... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I always... Do you, do you want to have a... <laughs> Do you want to have a go this time? Because I I always end up doing this. Yeah. If you'd like to have a chat with us about the charity specials, please do send an email to... GreatestShowAtSyndicated.com That's right. And <laughs> you can tweet us at Greatest Show Pod. Also, run the Facebook page on that there Facebook. Just head over to the search bar and type in The Greatest Show in the Galaxy podcast and you shall find us. Um, if While you're also with us, you can check out... Simply Syndicate is other shows like brand new Back Channel uh, 66, is it? Yeah. Yep. And Do Ask, Do Tell. Um, Simply Syndicate Movie News. Yep. And there's a brand, there's a special Fresh Out the Kitchen Starbase 66. Mm-hmm. Uh, special for people to check out. So lots to see and do. Also check out our merch store for apparel and shit. Yep, we also have uh, Simply Everything, where for just £6 a month we can check out Simply Everything that Simply Syndicate has ever produced, and including old, old, old fucking shows. Like, we're talking, like, mid-2000s shows. Deep cuts on there, mate. Yeah, yeah, proper deep cuts, right. And also, if you just want to be, like, a generous soul, we do have, like, our Patreon pages, and we have a PayPal donation page, so you can chuck us some money that way. We do appreciate it, and we promise we will not record a charity single. No. Well. In distress? Man, we might do. But, <laughs> so there you go. There, there's, right, there's your motivation. If you don't want to hear me and I'm a sing, <laughs> right? Podcasters- Stress. <laughs> Bring it back now. We won't take less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. right. Okay, so we're going now. Um, Let's just we'll, to a close. Yeah, we'll we'll be back at the end of the year with the the return of Doctor Mysterio, um, the the new Christmas special. So until then, we wish you a very happy holidays, yep. and um, uh, watch Dimensions at Time at your own peril. Yeah, I, I would suggest several large drinks. Yeah, and and please don't email us asking us what was going on because we don't fucking we don't know. know. We don't know. We don't know. John Nathan Turner, what the hell, man? Break out the Ouija board. We have to ask him. Fuck. <laughs> Who was that horrible woman? <laughs> <laughs>